How's it going? I'm Coco. And I'm Mike. And this is Rockin' Vino, the podcast where we talk about wine and music and how the two go so well together. You can find us many places on the web. You can find us on Spotify, <laughs> on Apple Podcasts, rockinvino.com. Now in the Google Play Music Store. New places. Yay! New places to find us. And <laughs> featured twice monthly on riffmagazine.com. All kinds of fun places to find us. Don't forget to follow on Instagram and Facebook and at Rock and Vino and do all that good stuff. Just like us. <laughs> exactly. Please, <laughs> please like us. And guest this week, perfect, in, perfect, perfectly encompassing the Rock and Vino goal, mission, statement. <laughs> the Rock and Vino vibe, I guess. Exactly. Uh, so we have Jeff Whitman here. He is with Jam Sellers. Uh, welcome, Jeff. Thank you. Nice Thank to be here. Thank you. Yeah. And uh, so tell us what you do for Jam Sellers and just kind of tell us a little bit about what Jam Sellers is all about. Yeah. So um, uh, I am uh, the executive vice president uh, sales for Jam Sellers. And uh, largely what my job is, is uh, three-tier distribution. Um, and Jam Sellers is all about uh, really uh, easy drinking, fun, approachable wines. Um, Butter Chardonnay being the, the lead mm-hmm. dog in that uh <laughs> crew and uh, jam cabernet uh, California candy dry rose and oh, yeah. toast sparkling um, so those are the four wines that we uh, produce and really um, yeah they're just made to be easy to get a hold of and easy to understand and and the growth of uh, butter in particular has just sort of skyrocketed over the last few years yeah um, I'd like to say it was my doing but um, <laughs> a lot of it <laughs> is just is brand and and uh, and then you know, you have to help it along. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your marketing is really great for that brand with the little like butter balls, you know, like at yeah. the festivals and everything. Yeah, they get a lot of people going. Yeah, yeah. it's very cool. And um, at Bottle Rock this past year, of course, with the rose, the frosé. Right. I mean, that line <laughs> right. was out of control. I mean, there that line was the longest line the whole day. Right. Like th- that line did not quit. It was crazy. It's like if you, um, I would say if if you knew me then, I could yeah. have gotten you through that line, but oh, I, I couldn't have. So, next year. You know, yeah, next year. <laughs> we'll have to have our own frosé machine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Our own personal frosé machine. Right. <laughs> and so, so Jam Cellars Wines, I have had their wines. They're very delicious, very approachable. And, um, and with Jam Cellars, you guys have a tasting room in downtown Napa. Is that right? That's right. Yep. And with the tasting room, you guys have the wine and music studio. Is it in the tasting room? Yeah, it's all one uh, one building. Um, it's we're in the ground floor of the Andes Hotel. So our um, our our big brother um, wine, John Anthony, is two doors down, okay. and then right there at Jam Cellars is fourteen. 14- 60, I think, First Street. You'd think I would know the address. <laughs> um, I just know how to get there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just put it in the ways. Right. Just go. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, we have uh, we do uh, live music right now. This time of year, we do live music Thursday, Friday, and Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's uh, it's pretty well curated um, in terms of musicians. It's not like, you know, I mean, I play the guitar, but I'm not going to show up and play because yeah. I'm not quite uh, there yet, you know. Uh-huh. Uh, but um but the other musicians are are great. Some folks we've had. I mean, we've even had G Love in there. Oh wow! Uh, a couple of Februarys ago for mm-hmm. an event, and it, it's just cool. It really marries all the all these things that we love: wine and music, and yeah. having a good time. Uh, space was designed by a guy named Richard Von Saul, who's a great friend. Uh, he just did our offices. He's going to give the the ballroom that we'll talk about later. I know a makeover. Um, he did our uh, our mansion, which we call it the mansion. It's oh, okay. a hospitality spot up on Jefferson and. And first, and we just kind of use that for um, 
it's like an it's a hangout for the company. The mansion, basically. okay. Yeah, it's cool. I'll have to that show you. That sounds cool for sure. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and we have a little recording uh, booth in there, like a sound booth. No uh, way. We have an engineer. This is all at Jam Cellars at the uh, tasting room, and we've recorded a couple of bands in there too. So it's nice. kind of cool. Yeah. So who's like the? Is it typical? Like at the the music studio, is it um, kind of up and coming artists? Are they local musicians, or a little bit of mixture of both? A little bit of both. Yeah. It, it seems to be. Um, we now have a, is this great guy, uh, Owen, is the manager of the uh, tasting room, and he's himself a musician, a pretty accomplished musician. So mm-hmm. he, um, you know, he's, I think, is picking a high level of talent to come okay. in and play. Um, uh, I have a couple of friends who come and play uh, regularly, too, and they've got a good little following up in Northern California and Southern California-based guys. So, um, you know, so it's people that actually have some chops. Good, um, yeah. Yeah, makes so a big difference. you know you're going to have a good time and... Yeah, you're yeah. going to be entertained. Yeah, it's going to be good music. The The place is really stunning. I mean, Richard did an amazing job. Mm-hmm. Um, we were trying to be open for Bottle Rock. This was the 2017 year, Tom mm. Petty and Foo Fighters oh, yeah. year. And I think we opened the night before Bottle Rock started. It was like right down to the wire. It's typical with construction and <laughs> designers course. and things. But he did a really beautiful job. Um, mm-hmm. All the um, artwork in the room is uh, Danny Clinch uh, mm-hmm. photography. Danny's a great, great friend of mine. Uh, we were lucky enough to get uh, him out to Bottle Rock that year, and then we put a bunch of his prints up uh, on display. Cool. So, um, yeah, it's cool. It's a cool room. I mean, it's it feels like my living room when you walk in there. It's nice you know, and comfortable. Rugs and Ames chairs and cool music playing all the time and vinyl that I curated from uh, Easy Street up in Seattle. Um, those uh-huh. guys are, I have to give them the shout out because they're the best. It's the best record store on the planet. Yeah, okay. Um, and nice. uh, Yeah, and, they, and uh, Matt and those guys really took care of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, my my buddy Rod up there, they they gave us about three different shipments, I think, and it's probably eight thousand dollars worth of vinyl or something. Wow. So there's some old stuff, some new stuff. Uh, when we opened the tasting room, I had to go in and teach the twenty somethings who were working <laughs> in the tasting room how to use a record player, uh-huh. which nice. yeah made me feel super old. But, uh, <laughs> You're you know. like, this is where the needle goes. <laughs> <laughs> right? They're like, what? This plastic looking yeah, thing? Right. That's music on there? Yes. Oh, my goodness. Don't mm-hmm. scratch the record. Right. Oh, I've heard it done too many times. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I bet. And so with the the live music there, so when the live music isn't happening, you can play vinyl. But what typically what time does the live music start? Uh, usually starts around 8. Okay. Yeah, just those, those three nights. And year-round, it's Friday night always, but um, we're trying to do it more often. And like I said, this time of year, usually, you know, Napa's busy in the fall. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. So, um, you know, you've got more people in town all, all over the weekend. So Thursday, Friday, Saturday night seems to make sense. People love to come to wine country during harvest season. They sure do. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now, Jam is involved in so many different little musical tie-ins. I mean, going in, was that something that... Was that a tie-in with the brand? That it, it seems like everyone's a music fan, and that was really something that you wanted to be a part of the brand. It was was that the goal in, in creating Jam? Yeah, I mean, it, you know, John, uh, John and Michelle Truchard are the owners of Jam. Um, they both love music. Uh, yes, Jam is short for John and Michelle. You caught it. The, the, um, the big, yeah. the light bulb above my head could, <laughs> couldn't have been more obvious. It's funny because I could see the actual yeah. light bulb. It was amazing. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, but they they started the brand. I mean, the, the real quick story is that it started out of the economic, you know, disaster of two thousand and eight. Mm. Um, they were um, already Napa Valley vintners uh, with John Anthony, and impossible to sell your high end Cabernet back then. Mm-hmm. So Jam really started with Jam Cabernet. 
And, uh, you know, a great friend of uh, John's where they were putting this wine together. It's like, you know, what am I going to do with this stuff? Uh, no one's going to buy it at mm-hmm. 50 or 60 or $100, you know, because everyone, it was crickets, you know, yeah. who was buying expensive wine back then. And uh, this friend has said, you know, you're thinking too hard. Just put it in a bottle, put a screw cap on it, call it Jam, short for John and Michelle, charge 20 bucks. And it sold out like, you know, yeah. super fast. So That's awesome. It kind of, you know, talk about light bulbs going off. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I, I wasn't working for the company then, but I knew John and Michelle at the time. And, and uh, I just remember hearing about what John was doing with, with jam and then with butter, which just seemed like such a home run. Yeah. And, of course, it turned out to be this huge home run. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just a cool thing. And, and cut to the, you know, chase years later, I find myself uh, looking for something to do. I had sold a big chunk of my brand, a brand that I had owned with one of the Mondavi uh, grandkids mm-hmm. um, to uh, Michael Mondavi. And, you know, he was looking to kind of do something different with the brand that I was looking to do. My partner, Rob, had plenty of money to recapitalize. I had no money to recapitalize. <laughs> and uh, I thought I would just go off and do my own thing mm-hmm. on a much smaller scale. And it turned out John was looking for somebody. It was totally just happened to be you know it's just a lucky moment um, serendipitous yeah if you will. exactly very serendipitous <laughs> it was and john's just a great guy and i knew him and he said you know i need somebody who knows big distributors and how to work with big distributors and i was surprisingly in the right place at the right time mm-hmm. you know? so very cool and it, that was four years ago and we've just been we're killing it so you guys are killing it i mean you guys are everywhere and uh partnering up with these major festivals like bottle yeah. rock and the voodoo fest um, what other festivals are you guys a part of, and how did that come about? Uh, we, we've uh, we've done Kaboo um, mm-hmm. years past, uh, Ohana Fest, which is my personal favorite um, yeah. for obvious reasons. <laughs> um, I was uh, asked if we would be if we wanted to be a part of that, uh, which was really really cool and, and a big honor. And we've done that, and we'll do that until they drag me out of there yeah. screaming. <laughs> um, you okay. know, any anything with Eddie involved and and uh, his guys. You know, it's just such a good festival. Mm-hmm. Um, we were. Um, we were a wine sponsor at Pilgrimage this year. Unfortunately, I never even got to get out to the festival. Mm. I was in the hotel because rain it totally got rained out. Oh, bummer. Super bummer. Um, I think we're going to do uh, See Here Now, which will be in its second year next year. That's Danny Clinch's uh, festival in Asbury Park. Mm-hmm. Um, what else are we looking at? Yeah, I mean, we're always kind of looking. You know, Bottle Rock's the big anchor for us. I mean, those guys are the best. And it's yeah. the most well-curated music festival i've ever seen and i go to tons of music festivals mm-hmm. um right from really the beginning and then when these guys took it over in year two um they just there's there's nothing like it mm-hmm. you know, literally nothing like it it's so many vintners are there it's great food the bands are unbelievable i mean when you have bruno mars say this is like a what do you say it's, it's like a fancy, a, fancy Coachella. Coachella. yeah, yeah. exactly right? you know <laughs> yeah that was so cool and we like all looked at each other totally. when he said that we're like wow this is cool you know? <laughs> it is cool we're very lucky to have that in our backyard you know oh, just yeah. uh and the fact that it's um that the first year didn't kind of kill it from moving forward you know there was just yep. that time where it was kind of uh on the edge of what's going to happen and it luckily those guys came in and they came in like on white horses and, and saved the day. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they really did. And, and and they're just good guys. And John grew up with these guys. So okay. they're all known to each other. In fact, uh, Dave uh, Graham, who's the CEO of uh, Bottle Rock, I think I'm getting his title right. I hope I am. Yeah. Um, he, uh, I think he was best man at John's wedding. So oh, they kind awesome. of knew each other. And it was just kind of jam sellers. To your, I never did answer your question. But jam sellers is just kind of perfect for music festivals. You don't want to have to think 
too hard about what you're going to get, which is great when you have wines called Absolutely. butter, jam, toast, and candy. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so it's like uh, a, a very easy, plus obviously jam, you know, there's a good connotation there. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm probably the, um, of our group, I'm probably the the hard rock guy. Nice. You know, yeah, John, John's into, you know, yeah. he's into all kinds of different stuff. He kind of likes everything, but, mm-hmm. you know, we've got the hip hop guy. We've got the, you know, we've got, everybody <laughs> kind of has their their thing but cover all uh, your bases of music yeah yeah. that's good yeah it's a cool it's just it's amazing really it's amazing to be a part of Mm -hmm. and have you noticed like at the festivals because before i mean when i've gone to festivals when i was younger you like there was a lot of beer stands not a lot of wine and so wine seems to be much more embraced in the festival scene and just in the music scene in general is that something you're noticing as well a hundred percent yeah i mean at, at voodoo just a couple of weeks ago um, you could buy a whole bottle of wine in a carafe and walk around. So people are like walking around with their personal <gasps> bottle. Of course, they're branded, you know, jam uh-huh. sellers. Um, but they're walking around with their their own bottle of wine, which is wow. just kind of awesome. And I and I think, I mean, I don't know. When I see these, to me, you know, beer kind of goes with with sporting events. You yes. know, um, I'm a huge baseball fan, so that's like nothing. I almost don't want to drink a glass of wine at the ballpark. Mm-hmm. I'd rather drink a beer at the ballpark. But when you go to music, I don't know. There's something uh, about a festival that is conducive to having a glass of wine, and also, uh, you know, it's like Bottle Rock is is on the higher end of festivals, so you get some folks that have a lot mm-hmm. of money that yeah. come there, and you know, they're not slugging down beers all day long. Not that <laughs> people who have money don't but they do um and and also uh younger people you know millennials uh are seeming to really embrace the Mm -hmm. wine thing um spoken by you know as a child of the 90s as they say (laughs) i'm not a millennial but uh you know i got into wine kind of late you know yeah yeah were you a beer drinker before i was like uh when i was in college i was pretty much a liquor drinker oh yeah yeah. of course yeah, and, and inexpensive liquor. Too. Uh-huh, yeah. 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 So, you know, thank Just get goodness. that handle of vodka and you're good. Oh, man. Yeah. It was, yeah I could tell you a story. I, <laughs> I yeah. bet. Yeah. I feel like, especially with the festivals, I, a number of years back, there was this sort of like transitional period of kind of wine growing pains. Like th- there was the market for it, but people didn't really know how to deliver it. Like there were pouches and yeah. all kinds of these weird ideas. And I think it's it's kind of been figured out now. Like you say, it's 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 as common as anything else you'd see at a at one of these big festivals or a concert or things like that for sure yeah. it's um you know they always the the saying always was you know when you listen to the marketing folks talk when i was coming up through mandavi and and uh, southern wine and spirits at the time and so the wine drinkers are largely promiscuous meaning they're promiscuous drinkers mm-hmm. um i guess um uh, but you know versus <laughs> like <laughs> your your johnny walker drinkers are not you know they right. drink johnny walker mm-hmm. you know your coors drinkers drink coors but Wine drinkers more drink varietal. True. Um, doesn't seem like they stick to a brand very well unless you have a really sticky brand like Butter for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a there's other brands that have come before us, but the phenomenon really of this brand and 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 a few others that that I can even think of in in recent years. I mean, things just it, it operates more like a spirit brand in that way. Yeah, where people are much more tied to it as a brand than they are just Chardonnay. Mm-hmm. So um, we benefit from that, and we're so grateful. I mean, it's a it is rarefied air, not lost on me. <laughs> <laughs> and so, um, so speaking of the whole like wine and music thing, you guys now also have the Jam Cellars Ballroom in downtown Napa, very close to the tasting room, right? Yeah, just a few blocks away. And when did the Jam Cellars ball, Ballroom come to be? Uh, it came to be about formally. I think it came to be about. 
uh, you would ask me that eight, nine months ago, probably. Okay. Um, and it's, uh, we have, you know, uh, it's above the blue note and it's part uh, of the blue note. So it's okay. actually the, it's the Jam Cellars Ballroom at the Margaret Mandavi Opera House. Okay. So it's the, it's the Napa Valley Opera House. And um, uh, what an honor to be able to roll in there and call it the Gem Cellars anything mm-hmm. when, you know, Margaret and uh, Robert Mandavi were so instrumental in redoing that place. And really it was, I mean, it was kind of Margaret's baby. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, she's since passed. Uh, but uh, everybody that was connected to it said, you know, just honor her, but also do cool things here because that's sure. what she's about. <laughs> and she was for yeah. sure about that. Because yeah. she was pretty innovative with bringing music and wine together as well, right? Oh, man. I mean, she's the one that brought the concert series to Napa. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was uh, When I was just in New Orleans, I got to hang out with some of the uh, Preservation Hall guys. And uh, Ben, in particular, from Prez Hall, uh, he and I were talking about Margaret, and he just said, you know, it's we. it was an, an annuity for us. We knew we were coming out there every year to play. Mm-hmm. And... What a perfect combination. I mean, Robert Mondavi Winery, usually 4th of July, Preservation Hall, Mm -hmm. you know, fried chicken and apple pie. It's like, man, you feel super American and also (laughs) very spoiled when you go to those things. Um, But she started that whole thing as as well with the Great Chefs program. Um, You know, she really um, deserves some major credit for bringing all that culture to Napa. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Margaret. (laughs) Thank you, Margaret. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Cheers to Margaret. Um, And so coming up um, to the Jam Cellars Ballroom is the Struts, who also play Bottle Rock. Yes, they did. Yeah. And and we've seen them literally everywhere. I think I've seen more Struts shows than (laughs) I've seen, uh, I don't know, Aerosmith shows probably, which is tough for a guy my age from New England, you know? (laughs) It's like part of the culture. But uh, yeah, the Struts are unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Uh, The new album is insane very good um they're good guys we've gotten to hang out with all those guys um mm-hmm. i got to give uh, luke a hard time about uh an outfit that he was wearing on the <laughs> bus at uh, at kaboo i said man it's so close to wearing the same exact thing it was like this gold spangled suit with like a huge rimmed hat oh wow and he said are you having a laugh with me i said uh, yeah i am I sure you am. know yeah it's, i sure am but we had you know he's they're just great i mean they're this guy is like the front man totally. of the century, if mm-hmm. you ask me at this point. I mean, he's like, it's almost like they took, you know, some DNA from Mick Jagger uh-huh. and Steven Tyler and Freddie Mercury and all those guys combined and just threw it in a Petri dish and you've got Luke, you know. <laughs> Seriously, it, yeah. It's weird, right? It I mean, is, but he, he definitely encompasses every single one, like a nice little mixture of each of those guys. Yeah. I mean, it's... I'm excited to see them in in a well. What's the capacity of the ballroom? About 700, I think. So that's going to yeah. be nice and intimate and amazing. It's going to be I'm crazy. Super stoked. I I the last time I saw them at the ballroom was uh, an after Bottle Rock show a couple of years ago, mm-hmm. and he came out with uh, Chevy Metal, oh, yeah. uh, which was <laughs> just insane. I mean, it was hard for me to believe that I was watching this, mm-hmm, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that well, I think maybe it was three years ago now. Jeez, yeah, I think wow. it was three years ago. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then they played this past year too. Um, you know, they, they had a great show, and it's just gonna be cool. They, yeah. If you don't like the Struts, you don't like music. Seriously, you know? it's <laughs> yeah. true. It's so true. And uh, and we're gonna be doing a little behind the scenes or leading up to it some stories on our Instagram. So be sure to check in on that. Cool. Of course. And you're gonna be photographing them. Yeah, that's that's my other uh, part time job. Mm-hmm. Uh, more of a passion project. I I, I I try to do a lot of things. If I could only do them all better. <laughs> um, uh huh. 
But uh, yeah, I mentioned Danny Clinch before. He uh, really kind of uh, got me back into uh, photographing, especially bands, because I love to go see live music. I mean, there's just nothing like you know being totally. in, a, in a, any kind of in an arena or in a small club, you know, hearing live music and watching these guys. Um, so uh, Danny, I don't know if he was a witting inspi- inspiration, <laughs> but. Uh, but he sort of laughs about it now. He's like, "Man, you're like shooting. You shoot as many shows as I do. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I don't really, but uh, but yeah, I'll be shooting the the them and Thunder Pussy, the opening yeah, act, who are absolutely. just incredible. That's McCready's, uh, you know, love child, uh-huh. and um, they're so good. They're I so haven't good. seen them yet, but I'm really stoked to see them and check oh, them out. Oh man, yeah, you got to get there. Definitely be there. I will right when they go on because they are unbelievable. And what time are they going on? Uh, you would ask me that too, right? I think that, I, I want to say they go on at seven. Seven? Okay, yeah. cool. I'll be there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, they are so good, so so good. Yeah, that's gonna be. I mean, it's uh, it's an earplug night for sure. Like you know, definitely, it's, <laughs> it's gonna be a loud. small room. It's gonna be loud. Yeah. I have like these earplugs with that have a filter in them, but I like take the filter out, so it's like half protection, half uh-huh. not, and it's like perfect. I have a great pair of them that I got too. I actually never thought I would have custom made uh-huh. earplugs because I, you know, for years, you know, growing oh, up. Oh yeah. I mean, I'm going to see ACDC shows in the 80s, you know, mm-hmm. in, in Portland, Maine, and three shows in a row, you know, nothing. You didn't even put a cotton ball in your yeah, ears. No, nothing. You just kind of, you know, go mm-hmm. and wonder why, you know, I have this tinnitus, you know, now I can't hear a thing. But You're like, what is that noise? Yeah, oh, I think that's just... a day late, a dollar short. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now, you look at, I mean, not only Bottle Rock and Jam Seller's Ballroom, Kind of what it's done to, I think it's almost created a musical scene in Napa. I would say that it, it's now a tour stop for like 20 years ago, a band like the Struts wouldn't even think of playing Napa. And now you so say true. they've been there three or four times now. It's got to be cool to see just Napa become this place to play for bands. It is. You know, I've, I've lived in Napa for 12 years and uh, really up until, I, I mean, I, I don't want to take full credit for it, but up until just now. Uh, in the last few years, I, I would say you're right. And our goal, um, you know, John is adamant about it. I am as well. If we could just get bands to to not make, you know, NorCal kind of a dead zone after yes, San Francisco or absolutely. Sacramento, mm-hmm. right? They go there and then they go to Portland and Seattle. Yes. So we have a great little place here <laughs> uh-huh. in Napa. Also, we have a festival where if you're a band of any um, aspiration, you know, not a bad place to play. Mm-hmm. Um, and these, and the bigger acts who love to do, you know, uh, festival sets too. I mean, it's a great, great spot for that. So, uh, I don't know if we created it single-handedly, but, um, we would definitely take the credit for it. Sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. I mean, I think you guys have definitely, um, had a good, um, impact on that. Absolutely. Cool. So that feels good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, um, do you have any other questions, Mike? I, I don't think we heard about your background as a winemaker. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Your, your, your secret side job. Right, yeah, <laughs> my secret side job. Yeah, I, I moved to California in 1994. Uh, I was uh, had a, a law enforcement background that is a whole nother show. Uh, <laughs> but uh, moved out here, you know, followed a girl, the typical, you know, East Coast, West Coast story. Mm-hmm. Uh, ended up in Santa Barbara, of all places, and being a dumb kid from, you know, rural New England, I looked at a map and thought, oh, Santa Barbara's pretty close to L.A. <laughs> uh, you know, big big aspirations to get into Hollywood. You know, I thought, oh, it's, it's very close. Let's yeah. go there. And uh, when I got to Santa Barbara, I realized it's not that close. Oh, no, yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just I was working in a restaurant to kind of make ends meet, 
and uh, was working as a uh, crime scene photographer, believe it or not, at the same no time. Way. Yeah, that's how I, my first professional that's photography That's kind of fascinating, job. though. That's cool. <laughs> it's insane. I mean, the <laughs> things you take pictures of, you know, yeah. you would not want to take pictures. And I really didn't, for you know, other than snapshots for a long time, but, mm-hmm. you know, just got back into it professionally. Um, but uh, I asked a lot of questions of these winemakers who were coming in. And I think the first wine that ever really kind of blew my hair back was uh, Sanford Pinot Noir. Mm. And uh, Richard Sanford used to come into the wine cask. They all did. I mean, it was kind of like uh, the wine cask was the place, you know, in Santa mm-hmm. Barbara. Definitely the best restaurant in town at the time. Best wine list, Wine Spectator Grand Award, yada, yada. Nice. Yeah, so it was kind of the place. It was like a little uh, incubator. And everybody that I worked with have gone on to make wine too. So I just kept asking questions of these guys and, and the owner of the place, still a great friend of mine, Doug Marjoram, said, uh, you know, you asked so many questions about this. Why don't you just go up and, you know, intern at a winery? Yeah. And uh, he set me up with Jim Clendenin at Obon Climat. And Jim was like really kind of the first uh, rock star winemaker uh, he just, you know, had like this long head of crazy curly <laughs> hair and always like a Hawaiian shirt and just this sort of rock and roll attitude. Love and that. he was a big burgundy guy. And yeah, he just, he showed me a lot of things and, and just kind of had my aha moment there at his winery and thought this is exactly what I should be doing. And then you take, you know, a few turns and you end up selling wine, mm-hmm. uh, which is definitely the hardest part, you know, drinking it's easy. Oh yeah. Making it's not. It's not easy, but it's not. You have you to know. be patient, right? To yeah, make you wine because you got to wait. For and you it. have to taste a lot. You have to really like know. You have to know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. And so I've had the the luxury of having a lot of people around to kind of guide me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jim was just the first one in a long line of of folks uh, here in Napa. I couldn't even. I mean, I could throw names out there. It's like <laughs> you wouldn't believe these people who've helped me along the way. Uh-huh. Um, but I've made wine every year since 1994. Wow. Uh, might just be one barrel as it was this last year. You know, with the fires, I kind of lost my my source mm-hmm. um, and then just made a little bit of wine uh, that I'll probably end up making and giving to our, our baby, you know, when he's <laughs> yeah. much older guy. I made a barrel of wine for each of my kids. That's and the, cute. And yeah. Yeah. That's a good good way to go. That is good. Yeah. yeah. It's a nice present. Yeah. Didn't last. make any commercial wine this year, but but uh, I'll go back to making the lead better. Uh, in in uh, 2019, I think, and nice. yeah, yeah, it's a strange road. You know, wine kind of will take you on this this strange road, and now I'm kind of in this perfect place where, you know, we have something that really works. Um, we've got the music tie in, and we do lots of fun stuff, and and just uh, life is good. You know, yeah, good place to be. Yeah, your um the label for your winery for your wine is is awesome. Tell us a little bit about that. Oh, yeah, for, for Ledbetter, the label is an old, uh, that's a 50s um, Panasonic radio that actually belongs to my, my partner and dear friend, Chris Pierce. Mm-hmm. Um, it was sitting on his shelf, and he took a, remember the first iPhone? Yes, I yeah, do. <laughs> I remember that thing? Well, the first iPhone with a camera, right? Uh-huh. I, think they, I think the first one had a camera. Anyway, he took a picture of it and said, man, we got to use this thing in a, in a, on a label. And uh, I said, okay, well, how do you? propose we do that he mm-hmm. said well I'm going to pass this off to my friend Matthew and uh, when he said Matthew he meant Matthew Baton who's this f- unbelievable photographer uh, designer and just the total bon vivant uh, great friend of Lenny Kravitz and uh, he's done all Lenny's album artwork and he's just a, this amazing guy and I was like why would he do our wine <laughs> label you know and then I met Matthew and he was like oh yeah I'm down 
He's awesome. like, you guys just pay me in wine. And, Not uh, a problem. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure we still owe him some wine. So yeah, um, but it's just a cool label, and it just you know, it uh, led better. The name kind of harkens back to obviously my love of Pearl Jam, but. Um, Chris and my love, Huddy Ledbetter, great Delta Blues guitar player, and uh, the first time we ever hung out was on Ledbetter Beach in Santa Barbara. So, it just the name kept coming up. That's and, so cool. Uh, yeah, it's a fun project, you know. Mm-hmm. And the wine is delicious, by the way. Thank you. Thank you for sharing it with us. My pleasure. Yeah, yeah. of course. So I look forward to seeing you at the Strat Show, and uh, maybe meeting you at the Jam Cellars um, tasting room and getting a little tour and kind of giving people a behind the scenes look at what goes on at. Um, the tasting room and the ballroom and all that good stuff. Yeah, it'd be my pleasure. Yeah. Have fun showing you around, I'm sure. Thank you. Thank you. Cool. 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 Cool.